Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Hello, people. How are you doing? Thank you for downloading the Hot Lap Podcast once again. It's official. After the whole upheaval of moving to like a new server and think, well, whatever, whatever you say, fucking network. I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what what terms I should be using. But since moving over, the last episode was the most downloaded episode of the Hot Lap Podcast. So. Thank you very much. That means that I've successfully collected all of your lost little lambs up that I that I just fucked off and left in the ether, hoping you'd follow my social media breadcrumbs to the right link. And I've also brought new people on board. So, yeah, network success, I suppose. Um It's been a week since I spoke to you. I haven't done anything else really particularly new to keep you up up to speed with. My tattoos healed pretty well. Um, I've got some new glasses. That's that's pretty much it in Leland. That's the height of fucking excitement, which is lucky enough that we have Formula One to fall back on when my life is fucking boring, isn't it? Um... But saying that, there's not a lot. There's not a lot to talk about today. Uh, there's some little bits. I mean, it was almost it was almost something and nothing. Uh, Williams have said that the, they believe the talent level of um, uh, George Russell is on par with 
Lewis Hamilton were in the early stages of his career. And I know what you're going to say. I know the Hamilton guy's going to, yeah, but he nearly won a world championship in his first year and he won it in his second year. And he, yeah. But, um, yeah, that's fine. But he also had a fucking good car, didn't he? I think George Russell very well could have done, could do something similar if he had, like, a Mercedes or a McLaren level McLaren of that era McLaren that Lewis was doing all the business in. Um, I know it's not a, it's not a huge thing to talk about, but I, I just think it's it's another good thing for George Russell because he really is at that point in his career, in my eyes, where like a change needs to happen because he's he's just being wasted at the moment. And I can't help think of uh, Jensen Button in this situation because like, I think Jensen Button had the um, the match on talent for just about anybody when he when he came into Formula, Formula One. And uh, after he'd been there for a couple of years and you went through the Renault and Benetton debacle, when he got himself into BAR, and the BAR, BAR was making like the good mid-grid car. I mean, realistically, when you think back to that time, it was probably on par with where McLaren was. Well, McLaren is right now, maybe slightly ahead of where the McLaren is right now. But uh, in the at the end of the day, he was oh he was usually only able to just like out qualify the car and then fall backwards. Now, I just worry about George Russell's talent being wasted in a similar situation because I still believe that Jensen Button, um, won a, he won a championship in the twilight of his career and not the pinnacle of it. Uh, and I would hate to see something like that happen to George. Um, Jos Verstappen has said he fears another year of Mercedes dominance. Uh, and I... I thought I'd bring this up because it just um I think I think two things it has here. One he's pointing out the fact that uh Red Bull started so well and it's looking a little bit more shaky for them, but also um it's the if he's thinking that and he's publicly saying this, then you've got to think like obviously him and his son are having conversations like this. And they will already be thinking about next year and where Max could be and what his best chances of success are. And I I do, I wonder whether this is the... This is going to be the thing that shoves Max somewhere else. I don't know where he'd go. I mean, I again, I think pretty much any team would want Max Verstappen. Even like Ferrari, I think they would get rid of either of their drivers. They'd do a, they're doing um, Kimi Raikkonen to them and pay them for going and doing whatever they wanted to do if the opportunity of getting Max Verstappen in that car was where was there I think Max would be Mercedes first choice for replacing uh, Lewis Hamilton should he become available and should Lewis Hamilton decide to retire uh, given the age of Lewis Hamilton as well I'm not completely convinced that Mercedes wouldn't risk upsetting the Apple car and bringing Max in as Lewis's teammate if they had the opportunity of snapping him up. Again, these things, going back to what we just talked about, not great for uh, George Russell. But Red Bull do seem to be, they seem to be such a nearly team at the minute. They always seem to promise 
they promised to sort of deliver and really challenge. And then year after year after year now, we've seen since the sort of fall of the uh, blown diffuser Red Bull, we, we're, we're constantly seeing them just not quite get it together when they need to get it together. And that's when you lose people like Max Verstappen because he know, he knows that he's he's probably approaching the prime of what will be his career now. So I, I just can't see him playing around. Um, I can't see him playing uh, playing around with Red Bull for yet another season if they don't challenge Mercedes all the way through this championship. Um, especially given the like the bendy wing debacle as well. Yeah, the FIA are bringing new regulations in to stop what they think teams are doing. They they say there's two or two or three teams out there which they believe are usurping the um, rigidity tests for the rear wings uh, in clever ways. I don't know how they're doing it, but we, we remember uh, Wingate in um uh with the red bull in belgium wasn't it where uh, i think vettel took jensen button out actually didn't he he uh, he kept pulled out from the back of jensen button to try and overtake him and there was such an aero shift you saw half the front wing bend and he basically speared into the side of button as you can imagine i was over the fucking moon about it all um so this is something that's interesting because with Red Bull, uh, one of those, um, one of the teams which is getting the finger pointed at them for this bendy rear wing, if that's something there, I mean, Lewis Hamilton believed that it co- it was worth 0.3 seconds per lap around Catalonia. Now, Red Bull have contested this and saying that he's got it wrong because they were running... Uh, both low and high downforce uh, set uh, setups, and that's that's where the the difference in time went. But I'm not sure I buy that. But if this is another one of the things, you know, it's like Red Bull have had to try and pull as many tricks out of the bag to get on par with with Mercedes. We heard yesterday, uh, not yesterday, we heard last year going into this season that they that they were fast tracking aero ideas to to try and claw back time for this year. You know, it's Red Bull were in, invested this year to desperately try and overturn Mercedes. Um, if, they, if they're losing time because they're essentially taking grey areas and they're bending rules here and there, you know, man, it's, it's, not, it's not looking good for the Red Bull championship, is it? Um I don't think we're we're not going to get a true read of what's going on because obviously we've got Monaco coming up next. Everyone knows, like Monaco's Monaco. It's a it's a strange race. We'll talk more about Monaco. My thoughts on Monaco at the end. Um, so I've I've just got this horrible feeling that we are now going to see the sort of resurgence of Mercedes, and it it wasn't so much the uh, the fight back of Red Bull, but it was just Mercedes stumbling a little bit. They'll write themselves, and Lewis is just going to rip off with this world championship. I, I'm, I'm really sad saying that. I, I'm really, really sad because, I like I said, I mean, just before last weekend, before the race, when we saw what unfolded, 
like I said to you in the last podcast, I remember saying to my dad, I said, look, like, if this could be, so it's it's early to say it yet, but if this carries on the way it's half looking, we could be in for one of the best world championships we've ever seen in Formula One history. But I just, I just don't think it's going to happen. And a little bit of me wonders as well whether half the battle of that is, uh, is Max Verstappen. Um, because we've never, this has always been the thing. We've never seen him with the car capable of challenging Lewis. Really, we've seen him where they've given him the car now and again. And don't get me wrong, like Max Verstappen is a spectacular driver. But you do wonder that when, if he gets a car similar to Lewis's. Is that when we suddenly realise just how good Lewis Hamilton is and maybe that there's extra chinks in the Verstappen armour that we hadn't seen? Um who knows? I'm not I'm not sure, but it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting finding out, unfortunately. I think the interesting part about finding out what's going on with where the cars are and what uh, the difference is between Lewis and uh, Verstappen is it, that might be interesting, but I don't believe it's going to give us the interesting season we're after. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, Austria, Austria, Austria. Yeah, I. Do you know? I read this as Australia at first, and I thought, "Fucking great!" But it's not Australia, is it? It's Austria is going to hold a back-to-back race again because Turkey is off the cards. Bye-bye, Turkey. So, yeah, Ronestown has upset the Turkish Grand Prix. Uh, we could kind of see this happening. I believe a few other sporting events. Is there a big football match that's been put, uh, called off in uh, Turkey? I'm, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, I, I'm surprised because, like, Formula One seems to be a bit more robust as far as getting their shit together of, you know, bubbles and getting this getting the the teams just in the circuit and not really risking like, anything going in or out but yeah it's uh turkey's off the cards i find going to austria um twice odd i'm not i'm not sure why that was the first the first idea but well i mean we're there it's i i i wasn't a fan of the back to back races at the same circuits last year uh, I thought it got very old very quickly. Hopefully, if uh, if we have to do this, Austria, maybe the gods will shine down on us and give us rain on one race and then, or rain on both races because you know a wet race is a good race. I'd take two wet races, but I'd rather take two wet, one wet race and one dry race if we can't have two wet ones. Be interesting to know what you guys think about. Uh, Austria it's I mean I like the circuit I was supposed to go uh it was the last Grand Prix I was supposed to I had tickets tickets for before uh the world burst into fucking flames so yeah just it's just disappointing I think sometimes you know it's if it's if it's a dry race and especially if one team just fucking rips it uh, you're gonna watch the same race twice, and that. I mean, maybe, maybe the mid grid, maybe the mid grid can get us through that, but I, I don't know. It's, it's not ideal going to going to the same circuit twice, and I can't help but think there's plenty of circuits on the Formula One calendar that have multiple uh, layouts. Not France, but even though it does have like 130 different layouts, 
but I, I feel we could have done it. I, I still wish that there was some way we could have run the... I know I know the reasons. Don't fucking name me because of safety. Um, don't fucking get on me. But it's a shame that we can't do the whole running in reverse. You know, it's... Uh, the old PlayStation One trick wasn't it when you had a when you had a uh, a video game with like six circuits in it, but they'd say, "Ah, there's twelve circuits. We just reversed them." So uh, that would have been better in my eyes, but obviously impossible because of runoffs and gravel traps and like cars would be going into walls instead of tires, and that's not ideal. Um, just like to to finish up with now pretty much because there there just isn't a lot to talk about today i mean i left recording this podcast i still haven't had my tea i still haven't had my tea after i've recorded this i'm gonna be um i'm gonna be calling a pizza because it's late over here um so the i i i I was dragged out and dragged it out and dragged it out to try and to try and see what this mclaren announcement was you know it's uh it's been it was really hyped uh, big hype. Um, I don't know whether you guys feel a little bit let down by it. Um, I thought the launch video was was interesting because um, it was just like the Lando show, wasn't it? I know when when you go to pictures on the on the McLaren website, there's, there's photographs of Daniel Ricciardo all kitted up as well. But I just found it very strange that it was just Lando that was in the video. Uh, I don't. I don't think it means anything. I don't think it's like a lack of faith in Ricardo. It was just something I noticed. So because I noticed, I thought it was worth mentioning it. Uh, it's a gorgeous car. Um, I don't want to say it's. I don't want to just turn around and say oh, it's the nicest looking Formula One car of all times, because that would be a bit reactionary. Um, but do you know what? I'm sat here looking at a fucking very, very sexy high-def image of this car. And I'm struggling to think of a car that I think looks better than it. I mean, obviously, my favorite my favorite car livery of all time was the Braun, just because that whole situation was mad. So I'm, I'm, I will forever be tinted with nostalgia when it comes to that car. The what Rothmans Williams Renault was one of my favorites because... It was actually Jacques Villeneuve in a Williams Renault. Uh, it was the first Formula One car I ever saw on circuit. I saw it at Cops Corner. I was on the inside of the track, and I remember seeing him come out with the question mark on the side because it was when they couldn't run tobacco advertising in certain countries. Uh, that has got a special place for me. But that blue man, like that, like almost, almost gunmetal blue on that. It's 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 it's, it's not as um. It's not as bright as I would have thought it would be, uh, but I love it. I'm, but this is one of the problems. I was then really disappointed that it was a. Uh, it's just a one-off livery for, for Monaco. Um, it's going to look great on track, but like, let's fucking sort this out, McLaren Golf. Golf give McLaren extra money. McLaren take the money off Golf. Let's just run this livery for Evs. You know. It makes sense. It's fucking gorgeous. It, I mean, the McLaren was already, I believe, the best-looking car on the grid. Um, it's, <laughs> you know, it's it, 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 can you imagine having a car that was already the best-looking car on the grid and then all of a sudden you change the livery and it's 
better that even if your old car, which was the best looking car on the grid, was still on the track, you'd still have the best looking car with your new livery. There's sense in there somewhere. But yeah, I'm I'm mega impressed with the uh with it. I thought it was gonna be a big title sponsor, I must admit. I wondered whether some like it was gonna be like one of the tech giants that got involved. You know, uh I've often wondered whether uh, Tesla would want to get involved in Formula One, not as a team. Obviously, the you you would think if Tesla was going to go anywhere, it would be Formula E. But given the uh, use on battery and energy recovery in Formula One, I did think that there was a issue that you could have some sort of tie up there, and it would probably it would probably do Tesla quite good to be part of Formula One. I think it would do Formula One very good to have something like that connected to it. Uh, I, I also wondered about Apple, uh, whether something like a company like Apple or Microsoft or Google or Amazon would go in, like in, in. So, you know, you, you'd have like the, the Amazon McLaren Mercedes or something like that. Uh, I, the other thought thing I would, would wondered about was whether it was going to be a more closely linked partnership with Mercedes given that I still believe that a Mercedes as a manufacturer won't be on the grid next year. I think that team will be on the grid, but I think it'll be called Wolf Grand Prix. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I wondered whether Mercedes was going to position itself to get back on board with McLaren as like its, uh, its lead, its, its, its lead supplied like third party team uh, just for history's value. Could, they could have, paid all silver again everyone would have gone fucking mental wouldn't they but it would be like orange and silver in fact it wouldn't look a million miles away from what the gulf looks like to be honest but obviously the blue would have been silver and black um so yeah that's 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 kind of it i'll just have a little look at the what you guys have been saying to me because i i threw it up late for questions i should have been i should have been more on the ball this weekend but i'll i'll let you into a secret I was so hung over today. Like, I tried to read Formula One articles, like the, the, just the ones I, I brought up here, and I couldn't even focus on the page. I felt awful, absolutely awful. There's even, I think there's a little croak to my voice as well. I always quite like recording when I've got a bit of a croak to my voice. I think it sounds better, sounds softer. Like, I'm serenading your child ears. Oh, don't serenade child ears. Um, a quick shout out to Roman Grosjean before we go anywhere. Uh, he's, I mean, he didn't smash it. He semi smashed it. He got pole in a, in in the Indy 500 and then came second. Said that uh, it it caught him off a little bit, like not not pushing all the way. Like I think his experience of Formula One and Indy maybe got a bit muggled up somewhere. But what a what a performance, man! You know. Um, Roman Grosjean, eh? another one of like Formula One's enigmas, isn't he? Um, I, I, I kind of feel, and I know I've ripped Roman a lot, a lot over the years on on various podcasts and things, and um, but I do, I, I believe he's better than he got to show. You know, it's. He he looked every bit like the the full package coming into Formula One when you looked at his junior career and stuff like that, and then it just it just never seemed to work out for him. He he did the whole thing. He had sports uh, psychologists. He had 
uh, driver coaching and then he went through that phase of he was either blisteringly fast and would crash or slow and he, he never he never seemed to get the balance did he? he never seemed to get the media like that that balance there but yet again and like i i think back to fernando alonso's first go at indy indy because that's i think that's that's the representative one you know it's there was a, the the other attempts were sort of there, there was extenuating circumstances in that that wasn't necessarily a hundred percent fernando's fault i mean let's face it uh, when he drove for the for for the McLaren, I can't remember. Was it the last year where they didn't have a steering wheel for him? That's not fucking ideal, is it? No, that's fucking stupid, is what it is. Uh, but that first year when he came in, and it was I can't remember whether he was it was it was an Andretti painted as a McLaren, was it? And um, obviously he had all the backing from Andretti to to really get him into race shape, ready for that like challenge. Uh, he nearly won it. You know, he he could if 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 he'd have gone if he'd have carried on, I think he'd have at least been on the podium come the end of that race. Uh, and yet, but yet again, like look at Sato as well. There's something about ex Formula One drivers just being able to rip Indy that yeah, it's 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 odd. I'm not even sure why. It's quite remarkable, really. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not taking shots at Indy here, but it, it's like. Um, it's like when you get snooker players going into pool tournaments, isn't it? And just in general, snooker players are fucking amazing pool players because it's just a bit easier. And it does make me wonder whether IndyCar is just a bit easier. But after that horrific crash from Grosjean had, what a good story this is. You know, third race into um, IndyCar, he's had a podium. Who knows? Maybe maybe there's a there's an IndyCar World Championship in it for him somewhere down the line. I certainly fucking hope so. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when he tests the Mercedes. Wouldn't it be crazy if like he was two seconds a lap faster than Bottas's times? Wouldn't it be cracks if he was just his race pace just ruined the number two and he was on par with Lewis Hamilton? Could happen. Could happen. Anyway, uh, it's been a bit of a short podcast today, just simply because there hasn't been... Oh, sorry. Do you know what? I was going to end it then. I can't... We're not ending it, are we? Because it's Monaco next week. Fuck me. Um, Monaco. I fucking hate Monaco. It's a shit race. It's a bad race. And I know, again, I know what you're fucking doing. A couple of you are doing it right now. You're going, maybe the film in the E. Yeah. The Formula E cars lap around about the same sort of pace as 1960s Formula 1 cars. Yeah? These fucking road tyres, it's not the same thing. Formula E, if, if you enjoy it, I'm fucking happy for you. But Formula E will never be considered the pinnacle of motorsport. Sorry, it's just not going to happen. Uh, it's because of the because of this need to like to be road relevant and stuff. And, oh, I fucking hate road relevancy in uh, motor racing. Um, if it, road road cars should be relevant to to Formula One cars in the way that um, they steal the ideas. I don't want racing cars like running the same tires that I can go and buy. I don't want that. I want them to. I want everything on a Formula One car to be an experiment, week after week. Just a two hundred mile an hour mobile lab is what I want from Formula One. 
Um, and yeah, I've just I've tried I've tried Formula E. I really have, and it's fucking dead to me. But I, they they did a good job around Monaco to rein it back in because I'm not going to lie, the train left the tracks there. Um, yeah, I it's just not. Who knows what it'll be like next year? Maybe next year in the regulations will drag it back in. But the fact that if we're talking about doing sprint races on the Saturday and stuff like that, and that it's already been muted that it, like Monaco would be its own thing and we wouldn't do it like that. And I can accept that. It makes fucking sense not doing it. But in my eyes, if you're going to run Monaco like that, I think we should do it as an off championship. Just like a... a wouldn't this be fun? I don't know how how you'd work it with fuel, but wouldn't it be fun if Monaco was um, like a non-championship race, came with its own like cool trophy and stuff like that, make it longer, not the circuit, the the, the distance you have to travel, like make it like a Grand Prix distance and a half, just to make it a bit more daunting. Like, Like the Indy 500 tends to like, sound daunting in the um well uh, Le Mans 24 hours you know these the, these circuits I'm obviously I'm not suggesting that Formula 1 drivers do 24 hours in a Formula 1 car if you thought that if you thought that's what I was trying to say to you stop listening immediately I do not want your ears um but just something to make it stand out um Make it like Formula One's Everest, if you like. I think that would be a good idea. Uh, put, put a big cash prize on it. Like, put a, I mean, we all know Formula One drivers are millionaires anyway, but it's, you know, put a million, million uh, a million dollar prize from like Monaco itself. It, it stumps up. It can fucking afford it. Monaco can afford a million. Um, anything, or a diamond. There you go. You get like a big, fucking diamond encrusted trophy that's worth ridiculous fucking money um that could work we could do rings like they do with the super bowl you get your monaco winner's ring uh, it wouldn't take long before people were fucking after those that's a good idea we could we could even even if you didn't make it longer you could uh you could make a big deal of t- taking the the living monaco winners out and sending them their rings so, you know, I know it was part of the championship now, but this is the way we're treating Monaco and it's, you know, it's a thing. Rosberg would have loads of rings, wouldn't he? He'd have loads of them. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what I would do with Monaco. Probably makes no sense and you'd probably hate it, but there we go. What am I supposed to do? Um, that's the end of our podcast, guys. Um, thank you very much for um, for listening. Uh, as usual, if you want to support my work as far as any of the podcasts I do, including this podcast, uh, even though it's not on the same thing, Must See Audio is my brand. So that's the patron you need to go to if you want to help me make stuff. Um, you can follow me on Twitter you, uh, at a Total Shunt. You can follow me on Instagram at a Total Shunt. If you're on TikTok, which most of you probably are, uh, I'm on TikTok at TikTok at uh, must see audio clips I've been doing some funny stuff or well, hopefully been, been doing some funny stuff and I hope you do some more funny stuff on there 
um, maybe now because we're not uh, our comedy comedy club is shut down on the island, so I'm, I haven't been doing stand up. Maybe uh, I will try and slip some of my stand up into TikTok videos because otherwise I will forget about things and I won't be funny anymore. Uh, apart from that, just keep cool. Look forward to Monaco. I'll speak to you next Sunday, and uh, I think we're gonna have. An interest in Monaco because the stakes are so high right now. The stakes are so high between Max and Lewis. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? There will be crashes and there will be safety cars. I guarantee it. Bye bye. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.